Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast episode 202. My very special guests on today's show. I get to introduce to you, my fine listeners, the group Ultra Killer. Coming out of Poland, um, they are a dark synthwave band. Um, please check them out if you like your kind of like um, dystopian, um, heavy bass sort of cinematic sounds um their album um ultra uh, their, sorry their album that's out now i should say is called death trap um and it's a fantastic concept album as well it's got a whole story running through it feels very much in the vein of a kind of um detective noir type series um blade runner-esque if you will uh but yeah please go check them out um also thank you to everyone that's been uh, downloading uh recent podcasts especially the sumo psycho one that came out last week um that has been greatly received across all the formats um and if you guys have stuck around and hit that subscribe button thank you welcome uh please go back and listen to some other interviews if you like um and i've got plenty more coming up i've got them all scheduled i don't want to sort of name names on it but um i've got some very special guests coming up um one in fact i'm really looking forward to i haven't done the interview yet but um i'm hoping it goes ahead so uh it's going to be nice and nice and cool on that front but um apart from that it's Bandcamp friday so like with ultra killer go find their Bandcamp, um go purchase their music um also i'm live uh, streaming tonight on the schism channel so please it's, it's obviously it's friday so if you listen to this after the weekend you've missed it um <laughs> but i'm doing a dj live stream uh live from the agincourt venue in camberley um which is going to be fun and uh yeah i think that's it actually on that front um but yeah keep rating reviewing all that kind of stuff hitting like on youtube oh there is a video component to this um interview as well so go check out on youtube if you're if you're kind of at home and listening to this you want to see the visual side of this band uh it's fantastic so uh go go you can go listen to it on there uh, or watch it on there i should say um or you can just stay here and listen to it but i implore you to go check out their music if you're into that kind of stuff just go check it out go stream it do what you do um but yeah um i hope everyone is safe and well and all that kind of good stuff but um i now introduce to you ultra killer enjoy So I'd like to welcome to the podcast today. I have the group Ultra Killer with me. Welcome. Hi, hello. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Okay, I'm good. Yeah, kind of good. Excellent. Excellent. Good coming, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we're here today to talk about your new album. Now, I, I've just been sent this um, by one of my colleagues and absolutely fucking love it. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of electronic music as it is. But the fact that you've put, we'll go into more depth in a moment, but the fact you put a story through it and a concept to it, absolutely like it falls right into my into my interests. Um, I love sort of like uh, detect, detective thriller, uh, dystopian uh, futuristic, all, all those sort of like, you know, um, words in there. Um, but you guys mix that with like, you got this like really heavy synth wave sound, um, and, and like heavy guitars and stuff like that. But, um, what I want to find out first, before we start talking about the album, um, can I get, um, your origin story? Uh, so 
it's uh, it's not very complicated, but we played together for like 20 years almost, 20 years in several metal bands, and uh, usually uh, did the part of composers also in those bands. And uh, after a while, we just felt like it's time to maybe move on. So things weren't looking as we wish they would. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we parted with our last band and didn't really know what to do next uh, at first. Uh, we knew we wanted to make some music, but uh, I was already into electronic music and dark sense a bit and thought about maybe starting a project involving mixing dark synth with, uh, with heavy guitars and riffs, but I didn't really know if, there, if, if that could be done. So we started, you know, looking closely on YouTube and other things and searching if anybody plays this live, is this doable? Will this work? Yeah. And we stumbled upon a few bands uh, we saw uh, Carpenter Brute's Turbo Killer uh, uh, video, and we said, "Man, that's like that's like metal as fuck," you know. Uh, although there's no guitars, but uh, so immediately like it clicked. So we started uh, started the project like a month later. Just got the necessary stuff out of the way and and started making music. Uh, we didn't really know what would come out of it. Uh, we wanted it to be dark, but also a bit nostalgic and involving some 80s influences, but maybe not, you know, palm trees and stuff, but yeah. more like core stuff and uh, and this kind of uh, film noir aspect, like in Blade Runner, yeah. for example, something like that. So the first album was more of a, I think you can hear that, it's still there's still a lot of searching going on on that album, and uh, with the second one we have like a pretty clear clear vision. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about Death Trap, which is the new album. Um, like I said before, I absolutely love it. There's this um, the story running through it. Um, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone on, on that front. I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell people now, go listen to it. Go find it on the streaming services and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and then come back to this. Uh, but what can you... Um, where did the idea come... I mean, like you say, you like that kind of like film noir, uh, Blade Runner-esque sort of style of things. I mean, I'm a big fan of um, the authors Richard Morgan uh philip k dick we've obviously you know blade runner um and 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 that that sort of ilk of like um dystopian uh like cop thrillers if you will um serial killer type stuff um so like for the con for the actual like story that goes through the album where did that where did that idea come from where did that come from well i think that well at first uh, when we started to, to make tracks for the album, uh, there was no story. So there were just, we made like 30 tracks or something like that, mm-hmm. started choosing the ones which have potential and we'd like to work on further and so on. But they were pretty different in tone uh, and we didn't know if they would sit well together as an album. And we like 
doing whole albums, which you, you always wanted to do something that you can listen from start to finish. Yeah. And it ties together nicely, and the music t- tells a story also. And then we thought that we could add some some storyline because we're we're fans of concept albums. I mean, uh, we were before. We always thought maybe not now. Maybe it's a bit too difficult to do this. But uh, but finally, it was time to make one. Uh, we I don't know if you know Operation Mindcrime by Queens yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's like that's like one of our favorite albums. And the storyline there is also very cool, and it uh, ties the tracks together nicely. And it's uh, it's a great album to listen from start to finish, you know. Yeah. And uh, and this, the concept of the story with the serial picker, I, I don't know. We we always like that kind of those kind of stories in, in films, in books, and so on. So uh, and we thought it would sit well. With with the vibe of a you know a vibe of a slasher movie yeah. or a serial killer movie something like that uh, and like you say you brought up for example Philip K. Dick or, uh, and other authors but this is the story is really simple the, our civilians album is very simple it's like a story from a slasher movie yeah. it's just set in a different world you know it's, yeah. it's set in a dystopian world just because we like it and if feel the music fits that well, so that narrative. But, uh, yeah, it's, we've always been fascinated kind of by stories. Of, I think many people are uh, with actual serial killer stories, you know. So we recently saw, saw a documentary on Ted Bundy, and it kind of, even the, the girl's name, when we were checking out the possible names for the, for the, for the female, female character, yeah, uh, we started looking through uh, through names of, of of these victims just to make it more like you know set in, in that kind of setting. No, I mean so, it's it's awesome. I mean it, it's it's like I mean the story alone. I love the that concept because uh, when I was um, back many many years ago when I was in a band, um, our first album actually had a story running through it as well. Uh, we were sort of on the sort of like new metal wave of things. Um, but we stuck, we did like a mock kind of like fairy tale through it, you know, like a Prince Valiant and a princess and all that kind of stuff. Um, sounds really corny at the moment uh, compared to this. Yeah. And, um, and I really, that's why I really gravitated to this album. Like the music as well is fantastic. I'm loving um, Destination Hell. I love that track um and uh devil dance as well um and another one that begins with d actually death trap um, <laughs> um but those tracks i mean I re- I, i've got an affinity for that kind of like crossover sound of electronic and rock music or metal music um i have a a, a radio show that specializes in that in that sound um which is how i know the person that contacted me about you and um yeah it's it sort of like when it when, when it kind of combines that synth wave as well because there was, there's been a sort of like, um, I've, I've really wanted to bring synthwave into my show, but it's all quite light and, um, you know, it has that retro feel, but it never had that real grit to it, like you guys have got with the heavy guitars, the big riffs, all that kind of stuff. And 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 now I can, which is great. So you're going to get some airplay on on a on a rock station here in the UK. Um, I'm trying to sort of push you on some others as well. 
if they'll give you some as well but um no i, I run this weekly mix show and 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 it, it just sort of I, I just when i heard it i was like this is going to work this is going to work so um yeah but those those particular tracks were really like stand out for me i mean the whole album as a whole absolutely loved it great great we just you know we were trying to make something maybe a bit different yeah right? and there already is because there are a lot of uh, a lot of artists that combine uh you know metal or rock with electronic music i, I listen to a lot like the industrial scene and uh, or or others like you know my name snails i always yeah. loved everything by Reznor, but it's kind of different you know and it's not the same there's also synthwave bands or synthwave or dark synth artists that we we did uh, that did i mean encourage us somehow to start this because uh, at first when i i was listening to to this kind of retro electro stuff mm. uh, just for you know for chill out reasons <laughs> before but mainly we were, we were like Mainly male, yeah. <laughs> day. but uh, but I did listen sometimes, and I when I first heard, like I said, Carpenter Blues was the first one I heard, and I thought, man, that's like he's got song structure. Actually, it's not just like uh, it's not just like you know uh, EDM kind of yeah. uh, track. It, it's 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 done like with with song structure, but just without vocals, and uh, and those synths sound like they were playing heavy riffs and uh, that was the first one the second one was we because then i i, I was starting to look i was sending you over to my buddy who, who's sitting back there uh, he won't be contributing much uh, <laughs> because he doesn't speak that much english but <laughs> i'm sure he, he gets everything we're saying so yes. <laughs> and uh, so we started this back and forth and uh, the only guitars that were in like typically synthwave uh, acts were like you know just solos or like typical 80s solos you know yeah. and uh, nothing heavy and then I found uh, Irving Force oh, yeah. I don't know if you know, know the guy yeah he's yeah. great uh, so uh, I think he's before he was like a trash metal vocalist he or was. something like yeah. that. So yeah. He gets it too. And he's got like heavy riffs and trash vocals and some of the tracks. It's, it's a great mix. And we saw his live show. Then we saw, the, we've seen Dance with the Dead, which also does some more uh, riffs. Uh, we actually went to see them live once to, to, to see a live show. Uh, so it was our, our last show we saw before the, the whole COVID thing was, was Dance with the Dead. And it was like a metal show, you know, yeah. exactly. So that's what we wanted to do. Like make a small, you know, not, not start another band because bands after a few are very, you know, you get fed up with it because there's too many egos, too many, you know, fighting around stupid shit. And, uh, and right now we just do what we were doing like for the past 20 years, like making music and we understand each other well. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have no, absolutely no problems. Uh, we trust each other with with music. So you know, uh, we've, been, we've been friends for so long that uh, we can, you know, we don't even argue that much anymore. Because even if 
let's say one of us comes up with a riff or a melody and the other says, oh man, that sounds like shit. It's, it's, you know, throw it away. It's, it's not a problem. So I think that could contribute a lot to the style. And I hope, you know, we can start uh, going this way further and that, uh, and that there will be live shows because yeah. I think that that would be kind of a strength that we could have yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a tough year all round. I think for 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 well, especially us here in Europe, it's been especially especially tough. Um, have you guys obviously you know during during the sort of like panel? I don't know what it was like over in uh, where you are, but um, what 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 are your plans ahead of this? Have you have you actually like got anything? Um, solidified, if you will, or is there? Is it still kind of up in the air where you are? Uh, well, yeah, we do have plans. I think you have to have plans, you yes. know, because yeah. if you don't plan ahead, then then you then you die. It's very I mean, <laughs> you have, yeah, you have to keep moving, and so we're like right now, we're just. Uh, we have a few fun projects that we want to do. Uh, just uh, one of them being completely not involved with, with synth music. We just want to play some heavy riffs, make a maybe uh, like a metal cover that's that we can share. Uh, but uh, then, and just to vent, you know, because after an album, we, we spent a lot of time doing this album. Uh, I don't know, some some I, I really admire some artists that can make an album in like a few months and then take a month off and do another one. <laughs> yes. It's like crazy. And in, the, in the electronic music world, I, I see it a lot. Yeah, but we're used to working long on an album. It's like it took us a year. So the next one probably will take at least another year. But uh, so we have to vent a bit and then start working on the new one. Yeah. In the meanwhile, you know, uh, we record some fun stuff like live playthroughs of the tracks and so on, but just for fun. And uh, really, it's difficult to plan ahead more because we did plan uh, after the first album. Our initial plan was to, you know, record the first album yeah. and start touring locally because we didn't really realize that we can have some kind of recognition, you know, internationally. And right now we get a lot of, a lot more interest uh, abroad because, you know, of, of uh, streaming yeah. and, uh, and Bandcamp, of course, yeah. which is a, like amazing platform for music. And uh, so, and we don't play live so because we can't. Yeah. So locally, I don't know if anybody knows about it here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know a few people, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were planning to start touring like immediately after the first album. We started, you know, practicing heavily those tracks from the first album. Yeah. We got the live sets ready and everything, and all the gear and stuff. And then, because we started making the first album, it was still kind of a normal world, you know. Yeah. Uh, when we we wrote one track, uh, which was titled Epidemic, and we put a little bit of uh, also dialogue at the beginning, uh, some, some news 
uh, taken from like zombie films yes. and mixed with <laughs> coronavirus uh, news. But that was still the beginning. And it was funny because when we released the album, it was already, the pandemic already hit. And everyone was like, oh, too soon to make like a joke out of it. Or, ah, this is nothing new. Everybody's making tracks about COVID now, yes. right? But yeah. it was like, when we wrote it, it was just a bit of a joke, you know? It, it, it didn't seem that it will be this serious and that the world will like go to shit. Yeah. And now, uh, so we didn't tour, obviously. So we thought, okay, let's make another album. Just, just fuck it, okay? And we had to do something. And yeah. so I think it, it turned out for the better, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so we have more material, and we kind of could focus on like some producing skills and mixing and everything like that. So we had a lot of time to do that, obviously. And uh, but now. Uh, now we feel it would be this would be a great time to like, play some shows. We got a lot of uh, made a lot of friends in the uh, so let's say dark scene for synthwave yeah. community in Europe, and it would be great to tour with those guys and just you know because everybody wants to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I good. I mean, good luck with all that. I mean, I, I I'm trying to be like. I want to be as positive as possible in as much as like hoping that, that, that the shows sort of start to come back and everything sooner. Uh, obviously I know it's kind of like we, we like here in, in, in the UK, there is a, a plan where we've just come out of heavy lockdown, but we're still under some kind of like limited lockdown. <laughs> it's very complicated, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm seeing like, uh, tour dates, uh, over the summer and, and, and things like that in the UK. And I'm just like, please let them happen. Cause there's just such a need for like musicians like yourself to get out there. And obviously like, like you say, you want to vent, but you also want to get this, this, this art you've produced. You want to give it to people like physically in the room. Um, yeah, exactly. We're kind of used to that, you know, because before, uh, well, still playing in traditional, so let's say, bands. Yeah. Uh, we were really used to the cycle, you know. You, may, you write an album, rehearse it, go into a studio, record the album, uh, and then you prepare for live shows and you do like a tour and promote the album, go out, have fun with people. It was great. The, the, the live part was, I think, the best thing about it always yeah. and uh, you, you get to know a lot of people you go around and see places you know and and you meet people that really enjoy your music like face to face it's nothing can replace that you know so yeah. it's, it's very nice and uh, and now it's right we, we don't have because it was a nat natural way to you know to process the stuff that you created and bring it out <laughs> and show it to people, get some feedback, some actual real life feedback. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and you have, you had a way to clear also your, your mind and then you were ready to make something new. And uh, now you have to find just other ways to do that. Right? Yeah. So, uh, but you know, we're, we're hopeful too. Though it's the same here. Yep. So I think it's the same. <laughs> the rest of the world also uh, nobody knows what to do and the government's all just like 
have shitty ideas. And yeah. It changes on a week-to-week basis here, so you know yeah. we've got a strict lockdown now too. Okay. Pretty much. So uh, almost everything's closed. Okay. But, you know, except churches. Of course, you know, <laughs> of course, where people like to you know congregate and spread the yeah. virus. Um, and I'm not just talking about religion. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, just just look around our, you know, our living space here. Yeah, probably you can probably tell what we think about that. Yeah, let's not get into it. No, 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 I can, I can see it. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But cool. Um, I've got a couple of questions left for you, uh, if that's all right. Um, What I want to find out from you um, are your uh, three top albums or three albums that that shaped you. So I'm sort of like talking about the one like when you when you heard this album you really wanted to be in a band that sort of like pivotal moment in your life what um what three albums could you kind of like sum those up with yeah well that's not that's not really that easy that's not <laughs> easy. like we both listen to a lot of stuff and it's changed over the years you know so uh but and I'll be speaking for the both of us, but I think we got like similar, very similar taste in music. <laughs> so uh, I'd say uh, one band that I think we both listen to and come back to the old albums and like constantly listen to it for a long time is, is Lamb of God. Yep. That's, that's a band that, and they're uh, at the album Ashes of the Lake. It's, uh, it's like, a wonderful album. I mean, it's simple. The music is very simple, yeah. but uh, they are consistent and they're just so great guitar players and and bass player and drummer. Like the whole band is exquisite. I yeah. mean, and always <laughs> uh, it's, it's always a treat. I like to play that album all the time. And uh, you know, <laughs> I think that. Both of us, when we started out like playing guitar and stuff, it was, of course, uh, Metallica. Yeah. Like, so I think for 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 me, I don't really play that well because uh, because you know there's two of us. One plays guitar like much better. Uh, I played bass. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, uh, but I. <laughs> of course, initially started playing guitar, but I was so shitty they told me I have to play bass. <laughs> uh, but the band that started it, it was Metallica. Yeah. So, and I think it was either Ride the Lightning or, or Master of Puppets, uh, one of those two albums. Cool. So you can pick one. <laughs> I, think, I think Master of Puppets is, is, is better. And uh, for, well, let's say it's not maybe a pivotal moment like that, but uh, an album that we both loved, and it was uh, so. This will be the third one, I'd say. And it was uh, a game changer in terms of listening to entire albums. Uh, it was Opus and Watershed. Watershed was like, and it's really hard to put them in some kind of category because yeah. do they play prog rock or metal or? I don't know, black metal or, yeah. or what kind, because there's like so many influences on that album. Sometimes in one track, you can have a totally different mood. 
and it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, and I, I don't really like any other of their albums that much. It was, okay. uh, I think, one of the greatest albums ever, yeah. and and we like to come back to it too. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, no, I mean those are three solid choices right there. I mean, Lamb of God. Um, I I love that band again. Like you say, they kind of. They've been a sort of powerhouse for a long time, and they don't have to overcomplicate things in order to sort of get that across. Yeah. Um, it's great because it sounds. I mean, when you listen to it, you don't see how actually complicated the playing is. Yeah. It's like technically, it's it's not easy. I mean, I don't know how they come up with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. For so many years. <laughs> no, it's it's it was like I had the pleasure of having uh, Randy on my show last year, and. Like it, like it was one of those moments where I'm like, I'm talking to the guy from Lamb of God. That's <laughs> um, yeah, amazing. I see uh, some of his interviews, and it's, it's, he sounds great. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he he seems like a great guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> and I was just—it totally blew me away how nice he was as well, which is always a surprise with these things. So, um, but Metallica, Master of Puppets, and Ride the Lightning—I'll take both. Um, both fantastic albums, pivotal albums for a lot of people. Um, they are, yeah, I mean, Metallica, I've loved Metallica for years again. They're just one of those bands that, that have kind of ridden the waves of metal and rock and just kind of kept going. So, um, and Opeth as well, like stunning, stunning band. Um, again, like the sort of the songwriting aspect and the, the technicality and the, and yeah, what do yeah. they make? Is it prog? Is it black metal? Is it, um, you know, is it just like epic just, cinematic landscape stuff, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You no, know? you just put yeah. the album on and you're like blown away. It doesn't matter completely what style it is, but you know, if you have an open mind for music, well, I, if I can just get, give one honorable mention, yeah, go for it. it was, uh, uh, because we, let's say we covered the metal part, yeah. but, this is for me personally an album that like uh, got me into electronic music, and it's the soundtrack to Blade Runner actually. Okay, cool. And, and I think I listened to it like like ten million times when, when I was still a kid. I, I played it when I went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so every day, every single day, falling asleep to the Blade Runner soundtrack and. Uh, it's, it's also I think one of the best movie soundtracks I, I think I even heard the music before I even seen the movie and so yeah. it's amazing so uh, so no, that's kind of that, different worlds yeah no, so, I mean that that is a fantastic soundtrack as well I mean it's one of my sort of like film favourites if you will on that front it's um like my my sort of weird story of it I heard a sample from it before I saw the film or heard the soundtrack as well. Uh, there was a drum and bass artist called Dillinger. I think it was um, from here in England. And they did a, a track called the angels fall or the yeah. angels fell. And um, if you listen to that, if you get a chance to listen to it, you'll hear it. You'll hear exactly what I mean. There's just this sample. He looped in it and it's straight out of blade runner's soundtrack. Um, and it's just like it's just like three or four seconds, but it was enough to kind of like oh. And then I watch Blade Runner, and then I hear it, and I'm like oh. And then I hear that, and then go from there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's that's an amazing soundtrack. Um, what did you make of the the follow up to Blade Runner, the 2049? Um, uh, it was it was okay. I mean, uh, well, 
funny thing is that when we like I think we both rewatched the the original yeah. in the first like uh, and there's of course like two versions yes. around, or even three so to speak <laughs> they have different endings and so on uh, I think it was director Scott version so uh, it was uh, it was funny because one version had the voiceover with Harrison Ford you know narrating everything like in a film or yeah which was kind of corny too when you rewatch it it's I mean the visuals are astounding yes. the music is astounding the story I don't know I, I read the story uh, the short story that uh, Dick wrote which yeah. uh, you know it was based off of potentially but you know it's very loosely based off of yes. it yeah <laughs> and there are so many better Philip K. Dick books and, and stories and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> it was kind of, I don't know, it, it was not that, that great when you rewatch it now, you know, without all, all the nostalgia yeah. you know, surrounding it. It's, I think story-wise, it didn't hold up that well. It doesn't hold up that well. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the visuals of were what was most important in that movie and uh, the cinematography was like mind blowing, and the use of lighting, uh, lighting, and everything. And I think in the in the in the, in the new version, I mean, with the I don't know how to call it sequel, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I think they they held it up. I mean, visually it's stunning, and all the same techniques are used. You know, yeah. it looks like it was you know like it was shot the same way, and, and so on. Uh, and also the, the, the you know the visual effects, which were a lot of them done on set, like in the original, you know they did most of that, most CGI, just models and and you know scale models, and uh, yeah, so it's very nicely done. But I, uh, you know, I just like went through it once, and I I don't think I'd watch it again. The, I mean the, the 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 new version. Yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd watch it again, and. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Drossling. <laughs> fair enough. I, mean, yeah, fair enough. I will have to drive, but then uh, I've seen a few movies with him, and I, I just have a few he's the same in every one. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I think mean, Harris Ford in the original. I don't know. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice to play it out. Yeah. Um, did you happen to catch um, uh, Alter Carbon at all? Uh, it was a like a Netflix made TV show. Um, yeah. It's very it's very uh, Blade Runner esque. Um, it was yeah, written by. It was, it was called uh, Carbon. Or check out modified Carbon. No, it might it might be called that. It might be called something slightly different. It was um it was one of my one of my favorite authors, which is Alter, Richard Alter's Carbon. Yeah, oh. that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, 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 I've seen it. Yeah, it was kind of good. It, it had, and this one's, I, I like a lot of, I mean, I think I watched every possible cyberpunk movie and anime <laughs> possible <laughs> because I really like the vibe, and there's not so much of it. Yeah. Not so much of it that is any good. Uh, so, uh, and read every <laughs> comic I could get my hands on. So, Think that uh, yeah, Alfred Carbon was pretty well. I could recommend it to anyone yeah. uh, who likes that kind of vibe, and it's got uh, the same like 
inspiration from film noir as yeah. as as Blade Runner in terms of visuals because it's also based on on a book. So yeah. so story wise, yeah, it's, it's it's based on a book, but but visually, it's uh, it's really got that vibe. Yeah. And I did always like those detective movies, you know, those old film noir pieces, and yeah, so it, yeah, I liked it, and. Uh, I can also recommend to anyone who likes the, the cyberpunk stuff uh, and that kind of feeling uh, as far as, uh, you know, I, I was never a big comic book reader, yeah. but I read a few. <laughs> I started reading comic books when I was in my 30s. Okay. So, <laughs> which is weird, but that's how it is. And so the Transmetropolitan, it's like it's a great novel. Okay. So I can recommend it to anyone. It's like it's also set in a cyberpunk world and uh, I won't spoil it to anyone. <laughs> cool. Really, right. yeah, trans Transmetropolitan is great if you like this kind of stuff. Yeah, I've written it down. Um, I'm gonna check it out. I don't think I've checked that one out yet. So um yeah, no, I'll find that one, I'll fish it out somewhere. So cool. Um well I've got one last question for you, if that's all right. Um what are your hobbies away from from music so when you when you're not producing any kind of music for ultra killer or anything like that what what do you kind of do to kind of um separate yourself from it or even get away from it yeah we've got we've got too many hobbies you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, uh well lots of stuff uh, so one of us does uh Photography, uh, film editing, uh, and actually we, we both did till the moment. <laughs> now kind of one of us does most of the visual stuff yeah. for the whole project also. And uh, and apart from that, well, well, he has his motorcycle. Okay, yep. Obviously not now. <laughs> no, not right now. I can see that. <laughs> what? what? It's, we're getting there. It's going to be warm soon. Uh, I I did have uh, I did do a lot of uh, shooting, uh, like sports yep. shooting. Yeah. But now also everything's close to hell, so we can't do that. Started riding a horse lately, <laughs> so that's a new hobby. <laughs> they didn't close that yet. So. No, yeah. <laughs> But you know a lot of stuff like sports, movies. Yeah. Like, uh, but music is, I think, music takes time away from for anything yeah. else. Really, it, it takes up like ninety percent of our hobby time. And yeah. like we're both, you know, we're, we, you maybe you can't see that, but we're just. We're old folks, you know. Absolutely. We're not like teenagers. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time on our hands. You know, we have families to support and, and shit. We yep. gotta make yep. some money. <laughs> and, then, and then also, uh, I think not one of us can imagine life without making music. So it's, cool. it's never going to happen. So yep. that's always going to be there. The other hobbies, you know, they just come and go. Yep. The music is the constant cool well ultra killer thank you very much i i really appreciate your time um good luck with the album and all that kind of stuff i hope once everything is sort of like you know lifted and you guys are there you're playing here in england or anything 
um i will be there watching at least um and yeah i look forward to to hearing more from you as well yeah, thanks nice talking to you thank you for having us i hope to hope to see you on on tour awesome thank you guys thanks bye